Welcome, Jackson. Thank you. <laughs> this is Spill Your Beans, it seems, and we're here today with another classic Nick Cage movie, but also not just Nick Cage. Jackson, would you explain what movie we watch? Oh, uh, we watched The Rock, uh, a 1996 classic starring Nicolas Cage, made by Mr. Transformer himself. Mr. Transformer, Michael Bay, my favorite director of all time. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a visionary, some would say. Yeah, I, th- I like to think so. <laughs> yeah. He's but, made some good ones. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah we, sure we did. did watch The Rock in honor of not only Nick Cage in November, but uh, Sean Connery, the the legend himself, the Scottish... James Bond. Scott, yeah, James Bond. Scottish James Bond. He This... Uh, This movie is one of his favorites that he made from the 90s, along with a movie called Entrapment. But I've never heard of Entrapment, so I don't know if you know what that is. I don't think I've seen it either. But I thought he did good. Uh, I always like Sean Connery. He did great. I always like Sean Connery and stuff. But um, I have a a fun thing to share after we go over the movie (laughs) about Sean Connery and, and this movie. Okay. And his other movies. But Are there any movie news? Today? There are. There's two things in movie news. Ooh, you ready? Well, one of them. The other one. Sorry. Thank you. The first one is just that Alex Trebek died. Isn't that weird that Alex Trebek died right after Sean Connery dying? And they were ten years apart. They were ten years. I'm pretty sure. But what do you think of when you think of Alex Trebek and Sean Connery? Jeopardy. Shock at Trebek. Or <laughs> whore ads. <laughs> I'll take big titties for 500 No, no, it was La Tits Now. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. It's so bad. Celebrity Jeopardy with little Sean Connery and Alex Trebek. It'd be cool, it'd be cool if they like, I don't think they ever met, at, the real people ever met in real life, but that'd be cool if they did at some point. Yeah. Maybe he was actually like that in person. I would hope that Sean Connery's like that in in real life. A horrible reader, a horrible reader, and just just inappropriate at any time. I'd love that. Well, I I think uh, no, I think he he had a good reputation. I don't think he ever had. Let me let me go see real quick what his reputation. Hold on, was. you're not done with movie news. Oh right right right. Gosh, sorry sorry. sorry gotta sorry. keep you on track so, yeah, here. So Alex Trebek died, which is. Did you ever watch Jeopardy? I mean, like the actual Jeopardy. Yes. Yeah. Did you, you did? I think everyone in America has seen Jeopardy at one time. Think so? I would. I would definitely bet some money on. Have that. you seen Jeopardy, Spencer? Yeah. I, I I would always watch. We'd always watch Jeopardy and um Wheel, Wheel of Fortune. Fortune. Of course. I mean, those are Monday the two night. Things. Yeah. Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak. Dude, if he dies, they're both gonna be dead, and then like. And then then they're both dead. Did you see what I said about uh, Alex Trebek earlier today? Uh, I don't think so. So he apparently recorded. Uh, oh. He has like 37 episodes left. Yeah. And the final one premieres on Christmas, and it. Uh, he apparently like. Ju- he was. He was. Um, he wasn't sure if that was his final episode or not, so he recorded a message to like tell everybody. That's so weird. Not only do we get to see his final episode, but it's during Christmas. <laughs> So it's just like the worst time to even like get any bad news 
So that's, that's no good, Jackson. It's gonna be. It'll be a big, a big moment. I think in in terms of television, of television history. history, but also a very upsetting one on an already upsetting uh, year. The year of celebrity death. It's a bad year for celebrities. It's a bad year for everybody. But you know who it's not a bad year for? Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, exactly, Jackson. Because his loyal followers, me and you and no one else, are deciding to honor him with this holy month. And I'm excited about this one, Jackson. I'm excited to jump into it because, uh, I don't know, I feel like what you think I think of this movie is going to be different than what I actually think. I'm kind of nervous you don't like it. <laughs> we just, we're going to have to see. I'm, I'm seeing if Nicolas Cage has uh, any social media. I don't think he does. If he did, we need to hit him up. Let we, him know what's going no, on. No, I don't think... In his name. If I just type in Nicolas Cage's social media, what'll, I mean, what'll pop up? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I haven't ever done that mm. before. No, nah, nothing. Oh, oh, fan. It's a fan page. Oh, yeah. he said, quote, I hate social media. Well, he's not going to like what we're doing then. Is he? No. <laughs> I have one more thing in movie news. Okay. So, uh, Robert Eggers, who, yes. as you know. Directed The Lighthouse. And? Oh, The Vitch. The Witch, yeah. Or The Vivivitch. That's what I was, yeah. That was a joke I just made. Thank you, Jackson. I corrected it. Uh-huh. Uh, he, he, he's making another movie called The North Man. Um, which I don't, uh, you know, interesting. Uh, not really sure what it's about. Oh, it says it right here. Uh, it's set to be a Viking revenge tale set in the 10th century, and he says it will be his biggest one yet. Uh-oh. And uh, the cast is um, the the main person from The Witch. I don't really know her name. Uh, Bill Skarsgård, who played Pennywise. Ethan Hawke. Nicole Kidman. Ethan Hawke? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Nicole Kidman, your favorite. Uh, oh. Willem Dafoe, and then two people no, whose you're lying faces I don't recognize. You're yeah. lying. Dude, look at how Nicole Kidman looks today. Oh. Oh, no. She got some bad plastic surgery. Oh, no. It's horrible. She, she looks it like looks like Willem she's Dafoe. wearing a mask. Oh. Purge style. Yeah. That's no good, man. But I'm excited to see Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke and uh, Willem Dafoe in it. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. That was the cast. I don't know anything else about it. Um I'm sure you can look it up yourself if you're interested, listeners. It's really missing some Robert Pattinson and Nicolas Cage. Well, he might show up. And, dude, that would... What if, like... Hold on. What is? What are his projects right now? I want to see... Robert Pattinson? No, Nicolas Cage. Besides the Joe Exotic thing, which I think the Joe Exotic thing could be, like, sort of like a, re- a revamping. What do you like, mean? I feel like oh, if the Joe oh. Exotic thing is really good, people will be like, this is, like, Nick Cage is, like, he's... He's back. He's back. Although people said that about Mandy, and then he didn't make another really good one. But Mandy's great. I mean, like, Nicolas Cage has not stopped putting out movies, and they're not all bad. They're all great mm-hmm. in their own special little ways. I'm looking at, like, his upcoming projects. I don't know. It'd, just be, it'd be interesting if, like, if, like, unbeknownst to everybody, he was making some, like, super big, like, like light, like, super, like, Lighthouse-esque type movie or something like that. It's just, like, super, like, confusing, but he just gives, like, the performance of, like, his career. That would be a lot to unpack. Then we get to see him at the Oscars and just, like, really appreciate him. Behold him. But, Jackson, is it time to dive on in? I think so. Unless there's anything else you want to say. 
I'd like to say that I have a challenge for you and I for this podcast alone. Okay. So if you haven't watched this movie yet, listeners, um, uh, Nicolas Cage kind of makes me sad in a way because he doesn't cuss at all. It's one of his character traits. Mm -hmm. He avoids cussing at all costs, saying some really weird stuff that I have a bunch of quotes for. But, Jackson, this is going to make your mom very happy. In this podcast, we are not going to cuss at all. We are only allowed to cuss in the way that Nick Cage would in this movie. As he says in one part, Oh. What in Zeus's butthole is going on? You delivered that bad. <laughs> or, or, hold on, I got a lot of them, so I got to read through <laughs> them. <laughs> uh, the world is being FedEx to hell on a on a hand cart. That's one. That's a pretty weird I one. I like that one. Or, cut the chit-chat, a-hole. <laughs> so, Jackson, you think you can do it with me? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If you don't, you're getting kicked off the podcast. Oh, no. So, like, I don't have to, like, do this anymore? No. Oh. No. It, you're going to end it all right here if you decide to cuss in any way, shape, or form. We, we you're would, welcome, We'd be too. Kim. You're welcome. <laughs> we'd be two episodes short of uh, of having a successful podcast. Why? The thing with like podcasts is, is if you make it past seven episodes, then your podcast will like continue. Like most podcasts, when they start up and they fail, it's because they didn't do seven episodes. I don't know. That's just a thing that people say. That's superstitious. And you, you, you should be familiar with the podcast community. But I'm just a little stitious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was so funny. It was, it's what? It's an office reference. Who says that? Is it? It's uh, Michael. Michael. Michael says it. Yeah. So okay, so can we, what if like I'm quoting from the no, movie and there's no, a swear? No, no, Jackson. Expletive. You have, you have to do what Nick Cage would do in character. Okay. Okay. In character. In character. <laughs> oh, that's good. Show Jackson that we're working on y'all's uh, y'all's viewing for our Instagram post. <laughs> It's pretty good. <laughs> or Jamie's working on it. That that'll be pretty good, I think. Yeah, that's pretty. awesome. I think that'll be good. Oh, I hate that fucking picture. Uh, oh, oh no! Jackson, <laughs> Houston, you've already done it. What have you? What What do you have to say for yourself? How oh, no, many, how on, many on, minutes? No, you no, are not cutting it. Stopped. Hold on. Oh no, we're good. We're good. It didn't stop. It just my computer messed up for a little bit. Jackson, what do you have to say for yourself? I apologize. No, to your mommy. To apologize to your mom, Jackson. I'm sorry, mom. Gosh, I cannot believe you. How many minutes in are and we? Her students. Eleven. No, she doesn't teach, so she she doesn't have students. Uh, so not even fifteen minutes in, and you have used one of the worst cuss words to use. A-hole. You are you are an a hole, Jackson. I'm sorry. What in in Zeus's butthole are you doing right now? I'm embarrassing. Spill your beans. It's I'm embarrassed, but just I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get past it. Okay. Okay. uh, Okay. Okay. Maybe we won't cancel the whole podcast. I hope not. Like listeners, don't be shocked if this is our last podcast. What else am I supposed to do on my Wednesday nights? I know. Now we don't have anything to do on Wednesday nights. I know. We're we're just. 
we're lame, Jackson. Are, oh, are we? Yeah. You you're saying that you are lame. No, you're lame. You just said we. You're with me right now, so that makes me lame by, you know, lameness by association. So we're both lame. Mm, yes, okay. but lame in the sense that if you murdered somebody, and I was sitting in the car while you murdered someone and you got in the car and we drove away, then I'm a murderer as well. Well, you're an accessory to murder. So here, are you an accessory to lameness? <laughs> I guess so. All right. This is all this podcast is, is, is the accessory to lameness. That's you a have, good name. Yeah, it's a good band is, name called it. a good name. Band Mute name. the TV. I think it's gone off a couple of times. Mute it? Yeah. How do you do that? With the mute button? I said mute. I, I clearly spoke. I didn't, I didn't flub or anything. All right. Okay. Just so let's get, get into the rock. Okay. And what is the rock about? Well, that's good you asked, Jackson, because I'll tell you right now. Uh, you have it this time? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> With a madly daring scheme to unleash a devastating chemical warfare on the unsuspecting citizens of San Francisco, the disillusioned war hero, General Francis X. Hummel, and a handful of loyal men take over the impregnable prison island of Alcatraz. The rock. Demanding $100 million in reparations to the families of his lost brothers-in-arms, the highly decorated military man threatens to launch deadly rockets filled with nerve gas unless the Pentagon takes him seriously. Mm. Now, the fates of millions rest in the hands of two unlikely companions, the nervous FBI chemist Stanley Goodspeed and the experienced British ex-spy and former Alcatraz inmate John Patrick Mason, who must break into the abandoned fortress to thwart the general's plans. Many tried to break out of this rugged and impervious jail however only one succeeded can mason and stanley escape from the rock in one piece very good jackson thank you uh before we just jump into it thank you listeners for being here once again i know this is the uh greatest month of the year and we're just trying to make it special for us and all of y'all so let's get into it jackson what are your first thoughts on the movie uh does it hold up to a rewatch Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. This is my first time watching it <gasps> as an adult. Oh. So I've watched it a very long time ago as a kid. Thought it was good. I Th- mean, this I'd... is probably my at least 10th viewing of the movie. Yeah. It's, uh, I- I'm going to get into it, but I-, I have a small problem. You were saying the the characters. So the FBI agent, who's a nerd, and he's based. Chemist. He's a nerd chemist. He's a chemical super freak. Yeah, he, <laughs> as he as he says in the movie, a chemical super freak. But it's played by Nick Cage, and he's just this weird nerdy guy that really likes to get in hazmat suits and see what won't kill him in a little glass box. He's also a Beatle fanatic. Yeah, yeah, he's also a Beatle fanatic, and, and he likes Elton John. Yeah. It, Rocket Man, that Rocket was awesome. Man. Yeah, that was awesome. I like that. That was funny. But um, look here, Sean Connery is the escape artist, like never know what he's gonna do sort of character. I feel like that's a missed cast right there. I feel the movie would be much better if the roles were swapped. Sean Connery plays the nerdy guy that knows everything about chemicals. Nick Cage plays the wild card escape artist. That would be a much better film in my opinion. Well, the age also, you couldn't really do that with the age. I know, I know that's the one thing that, like, is really holding them. Jackson, in the microphone, really? Hold it away. Wow, it's you just can't. Candy. Oh, my I gosh. I if you want it to. Huh? It's a glass coat. <gasps> Do you really? Do you want it? Yeah, I'd okay. love a glass oh coat. Oh, my gosh. 
Dude, she gives me treats. I can't just I can't oh just deny them. Gosh. Oh my god, and there's blue. Do you blue? want one? Is there a watermelon in there? Of course there's watermelon. I would love a watermelon. I think so. Oh my gosh. That's cherry. Cherry. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Cherry. Okay, Jackson, I don't want a watermelon that bad. I can't find Look cherry. at him. Right, don't even worry about it. Gosh. They're going through a bag of Jolly Ranchers right now. Like, it's crack. It's so good. You want your gummy shorts? No, not right now. Oh, my gosh. Uh-oh, there's some plastic stuck to it. I got it. Okay. This is nice, Jackson. This is a good podcast. Dude, we're, I'm talking. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. All right, you were saying. This is fine. I'm fine. <laughs> you were saying. <laughs> I'm just saying it was a miscast. If if I, I see the age thing, I yeah, get that. like well, I don't know. I feel like if I feel like uh, Nick Cage would have made a good Mason if it wasn't Alcatraz. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not really believable to have Nick Cage who was yeah, he's what, like mid thirties. Yeah, his, his hair looked better in this than Face Off. I will say his it was hair fuller. did look good. It was fuller. I'm sad that we started with Face Off because no movie's gonna get as crazy as Face Off will. But this movie does get pretty crazy. So, it, Jackson told me before I watched this movie, because I was not excited, that it's a Michael Bay film. And and then he was super excited. No, <laughs> no I was very not excited at that point, because I hate Michael Bay and everything he's ever made. But about half or 40 minutes of this movie really toned down, you know? I was like, okay... This isn't super over the top, Michael Bay. And then the streetcar blew up. And then the street, <laughs> the the oh my gosh, the chase scene, Jackson. About forty minutes in, we are just full blown Michael Bay at this. Dude, that point. chase scene is sick though. It's ridiculous. Oh my gosh, Lee, I, awesome. I don't know. Ridiculously awesome. Ridiculously awesome. But no, you're jumping kind of ahead. I know. I'm. I'm just. I'm just going off, man. I'm going off the rails so the, here. So your initial thoughts. And I don't think we're going to do the entire plot like last time. No, I don't think so. One, it was long, and two, like, this movie just, like, there's a lot lot to explain. Yeah. (laughs) And there's a whole lot of backstory, too. With Face Off, it's just, like, boom, right there. Yeah, you're you're in it now. But, uh, so you were saying, uh, the role should have been flipped. Yeah. Which could work to an extent, but I like the idea. I think. I feel I, like their characters would work better as that because I, I wasn't you think really. So? I wouldn't believe in Nick Cage as this little, uh, this little man. I almost said a cuss. He wasn't word a little man. I know. I know he's not a little man, but I'm trying to explain myself without using a cuss word, the p word. He's a little poontang. There you go. He's a he's a desk jockey. I, he's a desk jockey, but Nick Cage is no desk jockey. I can't see him in Mandy. Cutting people's heads off and doing but lines of coke like, and acid. That was and stuff. like twenty-two years after. I this don't movie. care. I don't care. I have an image of Nick Cage, and that was not it. Okay, so you, so what you're saying is you think that Nick Cage t- degrading himself should be typecasted. And if you were a true I, I, fan I, of Nick Cage, you wouldn't want that for him. <laughs> I don't want that for him. I'm just saying it didn't work as well for me. If un- he would be such a good like, you know. Escape artist, I feel like. That would be right up his alley. Well, in Con Air, he is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which Con Air is... Oh, I wish we could watch that. We'll, we'll just have to save it for next Nick Cage in November. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of them. But, um, so, okay, so 
in the movie as a whole. The op- I thought uh, the opening scene is very good. It, the the heist scene? No, 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 like the literal like intro credits. It's like showing like the military, like everybody that's died and everything, and how like oh, it's yeah, kind of like shaping good. up Hummel's character and everything. Yeah, so that I really was like good. that. Oh, and we're doing The Rock, which is very military heavy and stuff. Marines dying is m- mostly the main plot point. Me and Doobie watched it yesterday or two days ago. Yesterday, yesterday. we watched it on the Marine Corps' birthday, which was weird because it's a it oh, interesting. It revolves around all the Marines and stuff. And today is. Veterans Day. Veterans Day. Ah, we oh. are so on topic, aren't we? I didn't know that until I said something. Yes, I, I did. I actually, I didn't know that uh, until today at about 4 o'clock. Oh, my gosh. That Jackson. it was Veterans Day. Wow. But that was my fault. I can't believe you just said that on, on a podcast. Well, like, you... Oh. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> yeah. April Fool's. April Fool's in November. I thought it was on a weekend. Veterans Day? You mean Memorial Day? Oh, okay. So that's why. <laughs> Maybe that's why. I got them confused. Just stop. Okay. <laughs> I know holidays. That was just like, that was the one issue. Oh God. But yeah, I thought the opening scene was really cool. I liked it. I I liked the effect. You see the effect of that gas they got going on oh, that guy and, that and got that, trapped. Well, yeah, that's in like the actual. I'm just talking about like, like oh yeah, the, just like the, the intro stuff because it shapes up like who Hummel is and like why he's yeah. like angry and stuff like that. Yeah. Which trivia time. Uh oh. Producer Don Simpson, who died when this was produ- being made, so Uh-oh. that's why at the end it was like dedicated to Don Simpson. Yeah, that's him. Uh, he was largely responsible for creating the critical General Hummel character. He watched a 60 Minutes uh, segment in 1993 about the U.S. government's refusal to acknowledge soldiers who had died during covert overseas missions, and later read Colonel David H. Hackworth's memoirs, which harshly criticized U.S. planning during the Vietnam War. He combined those elements into Hummel's character. And as Jonathan Hensley described, who was, uh, I think, a producer, a really compelling villain, a soldier with a noble end, but unfortunately, psychotic means. Yeah, I, I really, I uh, emphasize or sympathized with this, the general character a lot. I thought, like, I was like, oh man, this guy, he's a lunatic. He's crazy, mm-hmm. but I can definitely see his motives, which I like that. You don't yeah. you don't expect to see that level of uh, character writing in a Mac- Michael Bay film. Well, he didn't write it. He, he just no, directed he didn't, it. But I mean, like you, he would, just pointed and you, shot. Yeah, and you can tell, man. There are a lot of Transformers angles in this, and like when they're doing all the setups and stuff. There was one point where they're just driving down the street with their convoy, and a black eighteen wheelers behind them. And I was like, oh man, that's this is when Optimus Prime shows up. Yeah, that's familiar. That was bad. So, but uh, so, what are your uh, what what would you what would, what are your like thoughts like as like the movie like progressed and everything? I thought it was good. I got some notes here. Okay. Uh, the introduction of Nicolas Cage, I like because I was just waiting for him the whole time. I was like, "Where's my Nick Cage?" I thought this was Nick Cage November. And then, then he, he shoots. Then he shoots, and it's a, a Rube Goldberg gun. experiment. Yeah, it was hilarious, but. I have here, he gets a package in this scene, and I have written, Nick Cage doesn't know how to open packages, because he just rips into that And it's thing. also like, it's mentioned, it's a $500 vinyl and he of don't the care. Beatles, no. and he's just like, oh, let's just fucking... Dude, oh my, Jackson, dude, what is wrong with you? I'm going to take a five minute break. Yeah, you just, <laughs> I'm you, just You go. talk, you talk. 
but anyway, so Nick Cage gets this expensive vinyl. He knows what it is. He's 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 like acting like he's uh he hadn't had something in a while and he just needs his fix and he just rips open that package like an ape. And it, it blows my mind. And then that happens and they get they get into a little glass chamber with a hazmat suit on and this I thought guy we weren't going over the whole plot. No, no, no. I want to go over this part. Yeah. So it, this is like beginning of the movie. It's establishing him as a character. So a chemical super freak. A chemical super freak. And so they're just opening a box that they suspect has a highly potent like gas chemical warfare type thing in it. And instead of doing the job, Nick Cage is like zoned in. He's doing his thing. His little coworker dude, I don't even know his name. I hate him. He starts playing with this baby doll. And it's and he's like goo goo gaga and keeps playing with the arm and it sprays Nick Cage in the face with <laughs> out of the baby's mouth with this highly toxic gas. So here's as you would like to say, Jackson, my problem with that. <laughs> they they uh made a mechanism in which the bomb or the gas wouldn't go off unless someone I would assume unsuspectingly did a little motion with the baby's arm and said goo goo gaga at the same time. That is no, I don't think it's the goo goo. I don't think it's voice activated. uh, That's just inefficient terrorism. No, I think it's just the arm thing. No, well, that's ridiculous because he did it like eight times when he picked it up. No, he did the arm thing like eight times and then it started. Hmm. Yeah, maybe it was delayed or something. That's weird. I'm just saying that's weird, but anyways, had. Nick Cage gets all upset and goes in the apartment. His girlfriend's pregnant. That's not important. None of this is important. But but then he says uh, the world is being FedExed to hell on a handcart, which I quite enjoyed. That's a good line. That's a good line. I like that. I like that a lot. But anyways, so that happens. What do you, what do you have to say so far, Jackson? What are you thinking at this point in the movie? I'm thinking this is the one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Oh, God. <laughs> this, movie, this movie is one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, I know that. It was on your list, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, think so. Honorable mention, maybe. I'm, I'm going to give it... I'm going to say this. It wasn't bad. I would say it holds up to a rewatch. It does. I, uh, I'm i not excited about it, but I'll give Michael Bay this, that it wasn't as terrible as I thought it would. You know why? Because he's your favorite director. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's exactly why. I love Michael Bay and Transformers 4 and 5. Yeah. They're the best. But Did, so what uh what do you think of uh Sean Connery? Oh, I like Sean Connery. I can't watch a movie and be like Sean Connery didn't do good cuz he's always excellent. He he pisses excellent in the morning. He wakes up and he's like I got too much excellence in my system. I got to go take a a whiz. And that's what he does. I mean, the guy is a legend for a reason. Dude, he pulls out the long hair. Yeah. I say. I, I thought so, too. I was like, well, this isn't the Sean Connery I like. Haircut scene. Bam. Fixed it. It's and then he throws with. the dude off the building. He throws a guy off the building with his makeshift rope. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. Would you, would you, um, did you, I thought the movie, like, was also, I think the movie is, like, not only really good, but it's also pretty funny. It's funny. But not, like, it's Michael like unintentionally. Mm. Like, when they were, like, when, uh, they were, like, um, they were, they were, uh, oh gosh, 
They were interviewing. Yeah, come on. They were interviewing Sean Connery's character mm-hmm. after uh, Alcatraz got hijacked by yeah. the group and everything. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> we forgot about right, that. Right. So the plot of the movie basically <laughs> is is that General Hummel, uh, he like gets a bunch of like I read it earlier, but it wasn't that specific. He gets a bunch of people to like a bunch of uh, uh, former Marines, and he steals this nerve gas called VX nerve gas, which is a real gas. I, I, I really? Found out. Yeah, that is the gas that was used to um, assassinate Kim Jong Un's uncle in the airport. Wow. Yeah, that's freaky. Yeah, but it's real, and his plan is to, to uh, you know, hold people hostage on Alcatraz, and then demand like this money sent to the people, like the soldiers that he commanded that weren't acknowledged by the government because they were missions that weren't technically sanctioned by the government. And he he has these rockets of nerve gas um, set up like on Alcatraz, and he's gonna shoot them. Uh, like everywhere San, uh, on San Francisco, San Francisco and stuff yeah. like that if he's not paid. And so they bring Mason in because he's the only person to ever escape Alcatraz. And so, yeah. So they're, out, so they're interviewing him, and there's a part where uh, they have, like, this one dude come in and he doesn't do anything good. And they have Goodspeed come in because him and Goodspeed both are, like, fans of, like, Greek philosophy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and is, like, the reason, like, we were talking about is because I thought it was funny, like, the movie in general. And the part where... um. He's like talking to uh, Mason, and Mason's like, "You think I can get a cup of coffee?" And he's like, "Oh no, I'm okay, thank you." And he's like, "No, for me." And he's like, "Oh yeah, sure, can we get a cup of coffee?" And then he's like, "Well, could you take the cuffs off?" And then he like he adjusts and he scoots back in his chair and he's like, "All right, let's get these cuffs off." <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, I mean, it, Nick Cage did good here, just acting like he had no idea what was he going on. He did good all the time. Yeah, in this I, thought, movie. I thought Nick Cage did good. Uh, I just it, it was hard for me to watch him like that. You know, so tame. Yeah, he has some moments. Yeah, he does. It it was funny sometimes. He has some good moments. Uh, he cries, which is weird to see. I don't think I've ever seen him cry besides in this movie. Yeah, he had the Tropic Thunder thing going on at the end there. Remember when he stabs himself in the heart and he's got the flares and he's like, uh, well, oh, well, technically, okay, so technically, Tropic Thunder. Well, Tropic Thunder took that from. Platoon, yeah, Willem Dafoe, yeah, yeah, but yeah, this movie. Do you remember? Did you play? We're gonna talk about video games for a second. Did you ever play Call of Duty Modern Warfare One and Two? Mm-hmm. Okay, so no, it's just in the second one, I think. Okay, in the second one, um, there are two scenes that this movie inspired in that game. The first scene is when you're rescuing Captain Price in the gulag and you're in the showers and there's people around you. Oh, yeah, yeah. That scene, which yeah. we'll talk about that. And then at the end, in there's a scene where you're in Washington and you literally do the flare thing. It's like green flares. It's right before the plane. The planes are going to shoot at the White House and you like you signal them the exact same as Nicolas Cage does. Really? Yeah. So this, this movie inspired a couple like video game stuff and then there was another movie that came out in the 90s um, maybe Enemy at the Gates. That's like, it like inspired at stuff the from um, from uh, Call of Duty. So I always like the I always like seeing that scene, just because like I remember like playing it. I, I played the video game first before I ever saw the movie, and I was like, I remember watching it and being like, Oh, this is yeah from that. So it was really cool. But yeah, this got, movie has inspired video game stuff. Enemy at the Gates. They took the scene from uh, World at War. World at War, where they're crawling through the fountain. The literal scene, like yeah, it's the exact the scene. scene. Yeah, and and it was just like two different thing. characters. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It was, yeah, that was wild, but I liked it. I was intrigued. I've never seen Enemy at the Gates, and I was playing World at War, and I thought that was the coolest intro scene ever. But I was to like Gary Oldman. Yeah, and then I see Enemy at the Gates. I was like, they stole this from Call of Duty. Uh, Call of Duty, especially like back in like 
I think it was like from like 2008 to 2014 when the Modern Warfare and everything. They stole so many stuff from movies. Yeah. I mean, why not? They're trying to make a movie in a video game form, so I can definitely see that. So more about The Rock, because that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Tarantino uh, is an uncredited screenwriter. Really? He is. I don't see that I don't know specifically what he wrote. Um, it might just be something as simple as just like being like, oh, you should do this yeah. for like one, like when George Lucas directed a, a scene in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. So it might be something small like that. Um, and you may have noticed that a lot of the music is, uh, sounds similar to Pirates of the Caribbean. I was saying that to Doobie. I was like, this sounds exactly like Pirates of the Caribbean. It, because not only did the composer of this movie and Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, same person, Hans Zimmer. Uh, the producer, Jerry Bruckheimer, made both movies. Really? He did. And um, there's, in the chasing, at the start of the chasing, there is a literal, there's a part that is the exact, like, build up in Pirates of the Caribbean. It is. And then it kind of goes And then it changes. It kind of go, like, goes away what? from it. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, Hans Zimmer, um, top two greatest movie composers of all time. Who would you say the number one is? John Williams. Star Wars? Jurassic Park, E.T., everything. Star Wars? Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. Who would you say? Big shot. Um, um, what else does he do? He does a lot of stuff, but yeah, John Williams. Yeah. Jaws. <laughs> really? Yeah, he That's does, he does a gig. lot. Who did uh, The Dark Knight? Hans Zimmer. He did that? Hans Zimmer does a lot of Christopher Nolan stuff, and he did Michael Bay um, stuff, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, he does a lot. They, they, they're the two probably like biggest composers, composers that you yeah. can find like in most like big, big movies. A lot of like the smaller movies. Hans Zimmer will do smaller movies, I'm pretty sure, but those are the two of the probably biggest. That's crazy. Yeah, he's awesome. Do I have any? Let me see if I have any more notes. Oh, so the chase scene, your favorite scene. <sighs> this Let's is a quote about it. from Michael Bay. He says, The car chase in San Francisco turned out to be the biggest cluster frick. There you go, I've Jackson. ever done in my entire filming career. He obviously said this before Transformers 5. Yeah. <laughs> he said getting clearances for even a two-block stretch required thousands of signatures, and when they fell behind on the shooting schedule, it resulted in a trio of studio reps arriving to give him a stern talking to. But Mr. Sir Sean Connery sat in with him to tell those guys, don't mess with him, basically. Just like to like calming him down and everything, which is awesome. pretty cool. And then those are all my notes. I don't have a whole lot. That's wild though. The this chase scene, it looks like it would be hell to try and uh recreate. It would. Well, there's like there's so many like weird angles. I do like the part where uh he's like he's like, Hey, you stole my hammer. He's like, I'm only borrowing it. Yeah, like he call some German guy calls his Humvee, which was stolen by Sean Connery, and chews Sean Connery out mid chase. Let me tell you, Sean Connery has been in jail at this point for thirty years. For years. And he does not remember how to drive. He is hitting everything possible. Yeah. It, even well, so th- is Nicolas Cage. Remember, he hits all those uh, parking meters? Not even. Yeah, he does. Dude, so many ridiculous things in this chase scene. At one point, they literally have an old lady crossing the street that they have to yeah. avoid. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think that was like an actual thing. I thought I thought that was a joke. But yeah, I they forgot about that when I was that. watching that. And then about 30 seconds after... There is a 
gang of wheelchair basketball players crossing the street but that they, don't they have like, to avoid. No, no, no. They don't avoid it. They just show them walk the passing by. And there's then that's no it. way, man. I know they had a scene that they're having to avoid them, but someone was like, that's just too silly. I did. I did. Then, like, Nicolas Cage comes around, and he's got in his Ferrari, uh, you know, and yeah. they, they make chase, and yeah. then, like, he hits the the, tr- the street trolley, the famous the San Francisco Treats trolley, and it's it's you know it crashes and everything, and then it blows up after hitting like a, a maybe a car or two. But how ex- high does it go? It exp- <laughs> how high does it go? It, well, let me describe the explosion. The explosion <laughs> is like like fifty tons of C four in yeah. this car somehow, and the trolley <laughs> from this explosion goes like probably physically impossibly high. <laughs> it's higher. Like, probably 30 to 40 feet. Yeah, it it just flies up in the air, so much so that Nick Cage was just astounded by how ridiculous that explosion was. And it took him a really long time to get up afterwards, remember? He's got to get up like a superhero, and then the camera pans around him. But I did notice, I noticed a couple times in this movie, they'll establish something a character's about to do, and then cut... Not show him do something, but then show like the aftermath of it. Yeah, like in this chase scene, he the airbag goes off on him. Yeah, and, like, and he's gonna he's shoot get, it. He's he's gonna shoot it. Yeah. It cuts, and then it cuts to him and just getting out of the car. Out. I was like, dude, and you don't hear the gunshot Nothing. or anything. No, it's completely forgotten. That's a strange editing. Choice. That is a weird. I think weird it's, choice. I think it's a mess up, honestly, because they've done that a few times. Is, I think movie. it's a goof. Like they could have at least done the gunshot because you have no way of knowing if he ever did it because it you are led to believe that it he didn't have enough time because it is right there in his face yeah i noticed that and i was i was super confused about it yeah that was weird i didn't like that but anyways that car chase happens for 20 minutes michael bay's just getting in his rhythm now and they finally end it. And uh, Nick Cage and Sean Connery have a good scene together. I they like do. it. The daughter scene. Yeah. I like they that have a lot. Every scene they have is great. I like that. I, I thought it was good. Nick Cage showing some restraint. I like it. want to see more of it. I do. Oh, there was the, um, when, like, he initially, like, breaks free, and he's, like, holding Womack over the side. Yeah. And Nick Cage just, like, he does it, like, so, like, like cartoony. He's just, like... Mason? Yeah. Like, <laughs> to pull so the gun goofy. on him. He's like, he's like super like stiff about it and everything. And he like jumps, which is kind of weird. He's so goofy, dude, in this whole movie. But yeah, John or Mason, you know, he finds out he has a daughter. So he's, you know, he's fighting for some, he's fighting for something. Yeah, they do, they do a good job of making the problems personal for each other mm-hmm. characters. It's ridiculous, ridiculous on Nick Cage part, but for the daughter, and Sean Connery. What do you mean ridiculous? His, his his girlfriend's pregnant. He wants to marry her. Yeah, but she. They're making went love to there. Rocket Man when she tells him. She or went when he there. Tells her. And and Doobie had a good point about this. He's this super like undercover FBI agent, and he's, he's not like, undercover. He, well, he is at this point. Like he deals with a lot of bad stuff. Almost said a bad word, but uh, he deals with a lot of bullarchy. And his wife, or soon-to-be wife, knows about it. And uh, and he calls her at one point, and she's like, What? No, I'm coming to San Francisco! And, and like, if you're, <laughs> if you're dating or engaged or married to someone in Nick Cage's line of work, you would probably listen to them and the way he was talking and be like, You know what? 
I'm not well, going to do that. He wasn't really like... Con- like he, he was like, just don't... No, he was like... No, 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 no. He was sitting like across from J- Sean yeah. Connor, and he was just like, hey, Darla. Like, That's a good Nick Cage impression. Just just don't come to San Francisco. Dude, how have you not done this before? I think I have. Oh, my gosh. It's not the good. best, but... It was good, though. He's just like... but And she's she's not Did like... Did you hear his Nick Cage impression? He's not, he's not super, like, uh, focused about it. He's That's just like... fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like he's just like super casual about it. I was like, just, just don't go. And Dude. Like, but I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I feel like she, like... Because he wasn't super specific about it, so... And then he, he, he the agents he can't were, be he's in the but then the agents were like we'll pick her up it's okay and he's like oh that's cool that's whatever <laughs> yeah he's a little bit nonchalant about that huh. uh, film theory he didn't want to get married to her well he didn't remember at the start like she yeah, was like no, she that's was what like, I'm saying he didn't want like, to get married I'm to her and he's like how's this possible so. Yeah, or have, or a, kid. have a kid. Yeah, he was like, he's like, are you, are you sure? So, <laughs> dude, stop doing that. You're cracking <laughs> me up. But here's the film theory. He's actually not a bumbling idiot, but he actually wants his wife and unborn baby not to make it, so he tries to sabotage the mission at all costs. Uh, he he's the one that's going through with the mission. Mason's the one who's like, I'm getting off this Yeah, but he's rock. doing it very badly. He gets captured at every moment, and it, mm, yeah, maybe. yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying, there's a so, there's a theory for you. So eventually, they, uh, I will. Oh, so another thing we were talking about, like like scenes with characters. The scenes with Hummel, and then his second in command. Uh, I think his name's David or something. The, the major guy. Oh no no no! Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I My thought th- I thought that was a really good like because yeah, they you very can good like dynamic. you can definitely tell out there like they give off like the idea that like they've known each other for like yeah. this long and everything. So that was really cool. Very Ed Harris dynamic. is also just super good. Bubba gum shrimp. I'm gonna I wanna skin you alive, boy. No, uh, that's him. That's not him. That's him. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Yes, that it is, is not. That's him. Bubba. No. Yes, yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. There you go. Look, it, look up, it up, Jackson. And it's not, he was like, I'll take pleasure in gutting you. Yeah, that's what it was. And then Nick Cage is like, in the, yeah, that's my mom's like, favorite line. I'll take pleasure in gutting I can't do the Nick Cage like you can. I can do a nice Sean Connery. But uh, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. You're, are you looking that up? Yeah, I'm looking up who that's he is. That's not how you get to Bubba Gump. Bubba from Forrest Gump. But wait, where is he? He's not even in the IMDb thing anywhere. For The Rock? No, and on uh on um Forrest Gump. Yeah, Forrest Gump. I don't know. Baba Baba Gump. Only black character in Forrest Gump. Try that. <laughs> Dude, where like he should be like one of the top people. This is ridiculous. It's a long movie. Okay, all right. I'll do The Rock. I'll do The Rock. I know who his his name was McCoy. Uh, where is he? Where is he? Yeah, it's Private McCoy. Yeah. He's played by Steve Harris, who is on un- 100% not Forrest Gump. Let me see him. Who's Bubba Gump in this movie? I know he's in this Bubba movie. Gump's not in this movie. What? No, he isn't. I thought he was, that's, that's who you think is Bubba Gump? Well, that's hard to tell now, Jackson. No, that's not him. He was in Friday Night Lights. Uh, but no, Bubba Gump, I'm just going to have to look it up, who plays him. Bubba Who plays Gump. Bubba Gump? This is... This is going off the rails. I'm sorry, but you you had to say this. Oh God, the Bubba Gump Shripping Company is oh the thing that popped gosh, up. Gosh, Jackson, what are you gonna do? I just want to look up like who he is. I don't want to look up the actual restaurant. 
You know what's crazy in this movie? What? Where Nick Cage's girlfriend proposes to him, and he goes, Marriage police, pull over. What? Yeah, he says that to her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that, isn't that weird? He's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, the guy that plays Bubba Gump, his name is McKelty Williamson, who was in Con Air. Mm. Oh, And that's he where was I'm also in... Um, that's where I'm getting confused. He was in one of the Purge movies, I think. Yeah. Anyways, not important. Let's get back to the topic at hand. Right. So, were Navy SEALs entering the rock? Yeah, so they, they decide to go to the rock, and uh, they like they go underground and everything, and they have the, the scene, really good scene, where they're in the showers, which... Uh, which doesn't sound... It's not what it sounds like. Not like that. <laughs> okay. But they're, they're in the old showers, and they... They end up all the Navy SEALs die. Everybody dies that was invading except dramatically. For, yeah. Except <laughs> for uh um Goodspeed and Mason. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Never seen a whole bunch of Navy SEALs killed like a bunch of pigs at a pig killing convention. It's a really good scene. And you you see the the humanity in Hummel. Yeah. But, it was good. So the, the 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 he starts leaning towards that like maybe this isn't like the best idea. Which yeah. is yeah, you know, which comes back later. It does come back later, right? And then, like, you just have like Goodspeed and Mason just like going about trying to get rid of the nerve gas. Just two dudes being bros, yeah, against a bunch of Marines. And they, I like the morgue scene a lot when they're when they absolutely ridiculous. They get the first uh, first um missile missile yeah and like the dude's leg is twitching yeah that was funny i like that i like that if you haven't seen the movie go watch the movie because this scene is ridiculous they get in this big shootout and nick cage isn't doing anything well it kicks off with a knife to the throat that he throws across oh, yeah. the room and he's like the guy, never hesitate the guy stopped he was about to shoot sean connery but the guy stops for Sean Connery to wind back, well, throw the knife, and as he's throwing it, you see him put the gun down and go, ah, and then the knife well, goes like, in his throat. The, I don't like that scene because it makes the the knife throw look really slow. Yeah. But if you like, throw a knife, it'll be like, boom. Like, it's pretty quick. Yeah, it's not but like it gave him four lo- different shots. It gave him a lot of time to, like, react to it. it. And he was just screaming while putting his gun down. Yeah. He well, didn't move. Plot purposes. He stood there. Purposes, anyway, man. so one guy makes it out. He catches on fire after a grenade blows up his little office he's hiding in, and he's okay. He's fine. And then he gets up, dual guns ablazing. Face off. He's got <laughs> he's got two assault rifles, and he's just going to town. Sean Connery thinks the bright idea. This isn't how this works, by the way. I'm just saying. He decides to shoot. No, 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 no. First, he shoots his feet. Yeah, he shoots his feet, and he's like, ah. And but the guy's like still trying to come at him or whatever. He's like laying down on his back looking up. Yeah, and he's and like Sean Connery's like, let me finish this guy off Mortal Kombat style. And he decides to shoot the AC unit that's hanging above him that's at like <laughs> that's it's like bolted in to pure cement and Sean Connery shoots it enough so that the cement breaks with the whole AC unit and crushes the guy's head. Mm-hmm. And then while they're getting the uh the the VX gas out of the rocket, uh, his leg starts twitching, and there's a funny scene where like Nick Cage is like, "You've been around dead bodies a lot. Is that normal?" <laughs> yeah, that was good. That yeah. was funny. So I like it. And then they 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 get the nerve gas, and then you have the the switch of of roles. Suddenly, 
helping him out with the nerve gas. Mason yeah. is is he's the a, the, the novice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he's the I like goof, that. goofball. But the next scene right after that's completely ridiculous in every sense of the word. What's the the mine cart? Is that the very next? Mm-hmm. No, they no, fall down. The... They fall through. Oh, the they do. Yep. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh my god, that part was cool. That part was so bad. What part? Like what specifically? The whole mine. What specifically? Scene. Just like them, like running down it. The first part where they're rocking in the mine car, and then and then something. Why are there mine carts under Alcatraz now? Tell me now. It's not like for mining. It was like to transfer stuff. Like I guess. It. But like no, it they weren't rocking in it. They fell on it and then ran. Well, Nick Cage was. He was rocking in it, and that's why the guy started shooting at the little thing. Oh yeah, yeah. that's like yeah. after like it crashes and everything. Yeah. And then, you know, he sets uh, Dr. Cox from Scrubs on fire. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, suddenly, like, the dude... There's another part where, like, they miss a whole thing. How did he get stuck to that thing? Like, it just shows him, like... Yeah. He, like, he unbuckles something of his, yeah. and then suddenly he's stuck on fire, and then he falls in the water. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make <laughs> any then sense. then he falls down, just, like, straight, and then when his body floats up, his leg is twisted backwards, and he's dead. Yeah. Something happened underwater that we just completely missed. No, not at all. Dude, and they... This whole, like, riding down the minecart scene takes about a minute they nick cage and sean connery are just riding down this minecart real indiana jones vibes coming from that just saying last crusade yeah it's actually the temple of doom that they do the whole minecart scene but they do last crusade is with sean connery that one's my favorite yeah it's great i like i like the last crusade we need to do indiana jones we got to do a lot dude hates indiana jones (gasps) I we got. She wrote down a bunch on our first episode. I we know. have so many movies to watch. I know, but she's never given Indiana Jones a chance, especially not The Last Crusade, because that is the best one. I, feel I think like. so too. Yeah, I used to have all three of them on VHS. First one was good. I. That is my least favorite, besides Crystal Skull. What? I I don't like that. The one. The Ark of the Covenant. I don't like. I don't like that one. Like, I don't know. Maybe because I've seen it the most. Yeah. And that might be why. But I always enjoy Temple of Doom a whole lot more. I don't like Temple of Doom. And then I really enjoyed Last Crusade. Why don't you like Temple of Doom? Because I like the I like the like playing on the Catholicism sort of stuff, like Catholic, like Catholic artifacts and stuff like that. I really like that because I you know me and you both went to like Catholic school, so we know a bunch about that. We yeah. know all the stories. It's just cool to see that and see how they play on that. Dude, but the and hand the, scene in Temple of Doom? Yeah, I mean, that's cool. That's just it's awesome. It's just like, I'm not invested because uh, I, awesome. I don't care about... Jackson. Just keep talking. I just don't care about those three glowy rocks. They don't mean anything to me, but I know what the Ark the of the Covenant the is, and I know what the uh, the Holy Grail is. You so. think You think the... Much like in the Indiana Jones universe, and before we get back to the Rock Alasis, do you think the Ark of the Covenant is hidden somewhere in a warehouse in New Mexico? I mean, it definitely could be. If Her- if someone was like Harrison Ford on our side getting stuff that belongs in a museum, I would think so. I would definitely. He always says that, but nothing he gets ever ends up in a museum. Well, didn't... Oh, I guess so. Because <laughs> yeah. no, the rocks, gives, the rocks went the rocks to the, back to the, the villagers. villagers. Yeah. The Ark of the Covenant disappears. It goes, it goes no, into don't they storage. Take it? It goes, it oh, goes yeah. into storage. And then the Holy Grail you just never see after it revives Sean Connery. No, no, they just they get rid of it. Falls. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, because the whole temple collapses and and like he's going after it and Sean Connery's like, it's not worth it, son. Oh, yeah. Because the chick did it and she fell and died. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. And you thought she was cool with indiana because they banged 
It's always they always do that, and you're Nuh-uh, always ma- like, this ma- one's different. Ma- uh, oh yeah, you're right. The first Ark one, of the Covenant. She was cool. And then the second one. Why is Short Round only in one? Short Round's awesome. But why is he only in one? Like, what happens in if between If you have those Short two? Round in Last Crusade, you don't have Sean Connery. So who do you want, Jackson? Short Round or uh, Sean? Okay, Connery? fair enough. I I I don't. It's weird how. What happened? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Indiana We're Jones another time. The long winded. No, we'll talk about Indiana Jones another time. But oh god, what, were, what part are we on? Oh, the the uh, the, the mine, mine cart. Mine it's, cart. it's just ridiculous. But anyways, they're going down this mine cart for about a minute, and and the Marines are right behind them. Like they didn't take a mine cart or anything. Yeah. But they just like showed up like that, dude. They were there. And then eventually, like Nick uh, Stanley gets his first kill. Yeah, that was saving Sean's life. That was good. Or, uh, yeah, saving Sean's. That was good. I like that. That was yeah. okay. Uh, and and then, then where we're going? Oh, the hostage scene. There you go. Oh right. Well, there's also a scene where they're outside, and uh, like Mason's like, "Are you are you are you ready to? Uh, are you sure you're ready for this?" And he's like. And Nick Cage is like, I'll do my best. And uh, <laughs> God, you gotta stop. John, is it? Like, it it's good. It's good. good. It's All right, good. but then Mason's like, "You're. Do you want to do Sean Connery?" Yeah. What are so my read lines? read what uh the your best one. Okay. Da, 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 da. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Your best losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck their prom queen. Oh, dang it. You made me do it, Jackson. <laughs> what the heck? But then Nick Cage comes in and goes, Carla, what's the prom queen? And then cocks his gun. Yeah. But the gun cock is like super loud. Yeah. And <laughs> it shouldn't be that loud at all. And they're trying to be stealthy. And it's just like, it's like a shotgun going off. Like he cocks it and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a badass scene, though. I was like, cool. That was fun. Yeah, that, that, was, a, that was a good line. That was a real Dude, Michael these, Bay this right movie there. has some good lines. <gasps> a wild Spencer approach. To, <laughs> that, that movie has some good lines. And yeah, then they I go, like they, uh, eventually, like. Uh, Oh, no, I the hostage. Scene. Yeah, what hostage scene? The one where they take the civilian and oh, so yeah, go sh- over. It's the showdown. There so, was a quote I wanted to. Oh, so yeah. Go the ahead. hostage scene after that happens and they're being all super cool. The guy comes over in the radio or the intercom and he's like, "I got this hostage here. His name's Stanley." And uh, <laughs> no, his name wasn't Stanley. It was something like it was that. some wimpy I'm, name. I, I thought it was Stanley. I really did. But uh, so he's like, "I'm gonna blow his head off in like a minute if you don't." if you don't give up, because they don't know how many are there right now. Mm -hmm. So they think it's just one or two guys. And so Sean Connery's like, look, I'll go handle this. I'll try and buy you some time. Go find the rest of the missiles. Which, to my surprise, Nick Cage finds one. Very surprising. Yeah. Didn't think he would, but the whole thing, that whole whole scene's ridiculous. And the guy, like, like, Spider-Man's down to him. He's like, (laughs) he's he's like, like, Hey, honey. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What was that?" But then, like, then like, it, when um, when Hummel and Mason like first meet, they're talking. I can find the interaction. I like that. That was a good scene. So okay, so uh, let me find. Let me find it. I'm gonna go over to Nick Cage scene when oh, yeah. we find it. So they so they talk about. Oh no, yeah, you you first. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so Nick Cage has found another missile. Very like luckily, I might add, he was just walking around looking at shit on the ceiling. He's like, "There's one right there." And so he gets up there, and he's disarming the oh, missile. So, he's got so the done. way they disarm the missiles is they take out the it's like the tracking the tracking chips, yeah, so that the rockets like won't shoot, and then they take out the VX gas, so right. it's basically a useless rocket. Right, right. 
It's just like a string of pearls yeah. that you gotta be careful with. It, it it's cool looking. It doesn't make any sense, but it's cool looking. Well, but like, anyway, he takes out the chip, and that's what they're looking for the whole time. That's the why chip, yeah. The, they're called like microfilm. No, the, microfilms is a different. It's like a subplot. Okay, no, yeah, keep going. That's not the microfilm is is a sub. Yeah, but no, they're called they're called tracking chips or something that. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they're. Uh, yeah, whatever, tracking yeah. chips, whatever so, yeah. you want to say. And so they got to take them out. And that's why they do the whole hostage thing, because they want the chips back from mm-hmm. the ones they took out already. Yeah. Because so, the deadline's approaching to yeah, get the, the 100 million. De- the deadline's approaching. By the way, the first time he's like, I'm going to give these chips back while when he hears the hostage situation, Sean Connery hits his hands, and they all fall out. They've only disarmed one missile at this point, and there's like 12 chips on the ground. Well, it's like multiple rockets. Remember in the morgue, they had like a bunch in the morgue? Oh, so it's yeah, like multiple yeah. ones that okay. you can like load up. Okay, that makes sense. That makes <laughs> sense. I was like, wait, what just happened? like a, a bunch of <laughs> chips just came out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so he gets the chip, and he's almost done. And this, this Marine Spider-Man repels down to him, upside down. And, and they're of, like, they're not inside anywhere. They're no, outside. They're outside yeah. And there doesn't seem to be anything above them. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure how he's doing this. But anyways, instead of like taking a knife, stabbing Nick Cage or shooting Nick Cage, which you see later on that all these guys are prone to just killing everybody. Mm-hmm. So he, he gets behind them and waits for Nick Cage to turn around. And then he goes, hello, honey. And then Nick Cage just freaks out and starts running, and it's a whole weird chase scene. And, like, they have, like... So Hummel and Mason, when he's like, walks up to him, he's, like, captured. They have this, like, really, like, philosophical, like, deep conversation about, like, patriotism and everything. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So I just want to do a quick shout-out um, to the people who wrote this movie, because I would have never thought to, like, make all these, like, references to, like, Greek art, like, culture and everything like that. So David Weisberg, Douglas Cook, and Mark Rosner... They and wrote Quentin this movie. Tarantino. And Quentin Tarantino, technically. Yeah, yeah they have... I want to find this specific quote that was, like, really, like, interesting. Um, here it is. So, Hummel, Hummel's like, The tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants, Thomas Jefferson. And then Mason says, Patriotism is a virtue of the vicious Oscar Wilde. And then he hits him, and he goes, Thanks for proving my yeah, point. Yeah, thanks for making my point. Dude, <laughs> that was good. I was like, oh, that man. That was cool. That was awesome. And uh, so they fight... Uh, um, you know, they the deadline approaches. Uh, well, no, so they're captured. Yeah, they get captured. And uh, and then well, okay, so the Nick f- Cage false, gets captured. False Bubba by Gump. The, hello, baby. When they get, yeah, False Bubba Gump. He like the dude pulls out a knife. He's like, I'll take pleasure in gutting you, boy. Yeah. And then it cuts to Sean and him in um in a cell, and he's just like, unguarded. They yeah. unguard everything. They weren't guarding the missile. I guess they were hanging above it. Like, well, Spider-Man. they were guarding some of the missiles. Remember? But yeah, I guess one like one missile. Yeah, and then like so they're in the cell, and then you just hear in the background, he's just like, I'll take pleasure in gutting you, boy. <laughs> He's just, like, repeating what he said. <laughs> Meanwhile, Sean's, like, for some reason, Sean's cell has a bed in it, but Nick Cage is just, like, on the floor. Yep. And yep. he's, like, building, like, this contraption to get out. And he's, like, I want to find the I want to find the the line about where, like, they're talking in the cell. The Zeus's butthole line? Well, but, like, before that, because he goes over every, everything. Uh, but, yeah, they leave these two obviously highly, like, uh, prone to mess up your plan, Navy SEALs, which they think are Navy SEALs at this point, or no, they don't. They know who they are, but they're still highly trained individuals. They leave them unguarded in this very high-stakes situation when they've already proved that they can be elusive and get out of tough spots. 
And uh, luckily, they don't know Sean Connery is like an expert in getting out of Alcatraz. So, whatever, I guess. Uh, I can't find that. Is specific. it the morsels line? Well, they're just like they have an. Act, they they're just like talking. He's like he's like so like let me get this straight. Like he's like going over everything he does, and he's like that was he's like talking about like you went like through the steam room. That was really cool, by the way. Yeah. And then he's yeah, like he's, he's that. like talking about it. He's like, how did you get out of it? Of like uh, of Alca- of the cell, and then he just pops up in front of his cell. He's like, I never tell my secrets. No, he said trade secrets. Oh, trade secrets. Right? Yeah, that was good. I like that. But anyway, Sean Connery and Nick Cage get out of it. Nick Cage has to yell about Zeus's butthole once in it because they know Greek mythology. I'll give you this. They're gearing up to go get the missiles. Uh, Sean Connery's going to leave. He doesn't decide to leave. Nick Cage, um, what was I saying? Nick Cage gets captured and Sean Connery comes back to save him, blah, blah, blah. They're going to disarm another missile. Surprised me. I didn't remember this from the first time I watched it. They shot a missile. I was like, none of... Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, they, they the deadline hits. Yeah. And they're like, they decide to shoot a missile. And, like, Hummel is... Uh, they're, they're about to shoot it. And it's about to hit, like... Yeah. Uh, it's about to hit uh, a 49ers a football game. game. Yeah, 49 And then Hummel, Hummel top, tap, uh, types on his, like, laptop. And, like, it, it goes off course. Yeah, he redirects it. To and so then, like, uh, him and uh, his, like, second-in-command, like, have this, like, really, like, intense, like, scene where they're, like... Yeah, they're arguing. But let me say something about that. Like... You never expect in movies like this with a deadline for it to actually happen. Yeah, like, they're always know? like, oh, we'll just we'll keep going or something like that. Yeah, or or they stop it before it happens. They actually shot a missile off, and it was alluded to beforehand that the guy in charge of the whole thing wouldn't actually go through with it. So that was really cool. I thought it paid off awesome. Yeah. I thought it was good. But they, they have, like, this moment where um, – it's like Hummel, his second in command, and then like people he brought on. Yeah. One of them's Tony Todd. Yeah. And they're like yeah. they have like this really cool standoff where uh they they're like we're like out. we're relieving you of your duties, like you're not fit to command, like we came here to like do the money and everything. It's and like Nick it's not Cage about that anymore. And Sean Connery are third party. They're man. just in the background, just <laughs> yeah. like they're w- but then like they get back a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then they just like they shoot each other and everything, and it's super cool. And uh, no, the the second in command, he has that cool line. Oh yeah, he's like, it's been a, it's been the, it has been the greatest li- honor of my life serving you with for all this time, Frank. And he's like, but he's right, it is over. And, and he like, points the gun at Frank. But then boom, bam, Tony Todd on, <laughs> turns it on Tony Todd. Tony Todd's. Does he die? Yeah, he dies. Yeah, and then yeah, the dude who looks shot. like Dave Chappelle gets shot in the neck. Yeah. And the crazy dude who looks like Crispin Glover, yeah. but like isn't Crispin Glover, but you think it's Crispin Glover. Yeah. He like he gets free. No, Tony Todd. Oh, no, Tony, Tony Todd doesn't Todd's die. Okay, yeah. Right, and the Crispin Glover. Right, right, right. Yeah. The other dude, the other people. Chandler looks a lot like Chandler. He too. does kind of look like Chandler. Yeah. yeah. The other mercenaries uh, survive, and then they they take Ed Harris or Homo like, and he's like. He's like, oh God, like what have I done and everything? And he's he's redeemed himself a little bit. Uh, he did kill, you know, um, a bunch of Navy SEALs, which is like the whole reason he's like here. Yeah, is because is the death of Marines and like soldiers, and then he kills a bunch a of them, a bunch of them. But you know, it, he's psychotic. Yeah, and so they have like a good moment, and then we get to Rocket Man. Oh, you've been waiting for this, haven't you? Which is you? super cool. Yeah. So earlier in the movie, like we said, there's a scene where uh, Nick Cage and uh, his wife, Carla, are, are, are making love on the balcony and Rocket Man's playing in the background. Yeah. And then the, he, 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 Stanley gets to one of the missiles and it's in like a lighthouse type thing. Yeah. 
It's a and lighthouse. He's like Tony Todd shows up and he's like he's like oh I'm not I'm not gonna hurt you and he's holding this very poisonous string of beads that's yeah. why he's not getting close to him or shooting. yeah and they're like rotating around where the rocket is and then Tony Todd just like stops in front of the rocket and uh, he's like oh gosh he's he's like you a uh, big music guy he's like oh yeah he's like he's like listen like I think we got off on the wrong foot uh, stay yeah. in speed FBI he's like do you like the song Rocket Man yeah he's, he's like, like I don't listen to that soft crap yeah uh, there you go he's like well the only reason I ask is because it's you yeah you're the Rocket Man and then he just shoots the rocket off he shoots the rocket with a guy standing in front of it and he the just goes flying dude the most Michael based thing I've ever seen I bought Transformers with Super Michael Bay <laughs> he literally shoots this man with a missile <laughs> it's it's insane. I yeah. love it. And he flies off, and then he gets like impaled on this giant like fence post. Fence post yeah, that's just yeah. like up. And then there's that like a good ending. There's what? There's only like two Marines left at this point, I think. Yeah, there's like a couple. There's three because Nick. K- I mean, uh, Sean Connery gets in a fight with one in like the boiler room, and then the the guy shooting at the oh, lighthouse. Yeah. How does he kill the dude in the boiler room? He does. The oh, chain he does the chain thing. thing and yeah, throws the weight down. Yeah. The and so then he f- he throws that guy off the cliff or off the building. Yeah. And then it gets like Nick Cage and. The Crispin Glover looking Marine are like fighting. Yeah. And then they're like, he's about to get choked. And then he pulls out one of the balls of the VX gas and puts and it, shoves it in, in his, his mouth. <laughs> and then breaks this like, is the This is the pinnacle scene. This is like the big showdown. This is super cool. Yeah. And then like, it, it, he like, he cracks it because he gets punched in the jaw and yeah. it just, it shoots out and he just, his whole face just melts. But Nick Cage said earlier, if you're even around it, you're going to die. In yeah. Like it's a, if seconds. it's an aerosol, the rocket's made in an aerosol. That's yeah. what it was explained earlier. Like they do a whole explanation of like different yeah. like effects it has on like different areas but uh this yeah whole, this whole time the u.s government has already okay because they're not getting any feedback from nick cage or sean connery they've given the okay to send blow a bunch up of alcatraz jets and blow up alcatraz and burn up all the poison yeah. so that they don't launch the missiles but they're they're pretty much there at this point yeah so nick cage punches this guy and he's like dissolving, which mm-hmm. they did. They had really good practical effects. They did. Yeah, I not a whole it. lot of CGI except yeah. for maybe like when the missiles flying over at the stadium. Yeah, at least the only one I noticed. That was good. I mean, I didn't even really yeah. think bad of that either. But anyways, so earlier explained. Me and Jackson are doing great time explaining. <laughs> but earlier it explains that you have to shoot yourself. You have to give yourself like an adrenaline shot, kind of. Uh, it's, it's like something. A, it's else, adrenaline, so. and then something to to combat the VX gas. Yeah, and you put it in your heart. But here's the thing. Nick Cage doesn't put it in his heart. No, he doesn't. He puts it way below his heart. Yeah, no. no which I, I noticed when he was laying on the ground. But anyways, yeah. he does it. And yeah. he, he, like, you know, he saves He's just himself. laying there. And then he remembers, like, if you, like, Womack, who's the FBI director, you put this all together. He was like, if you get the chance, light green flares to know that we're okay. And he's like, go, he's like crawling out. Yeah. And he lights the green Very flares. Very epic scene. And the the jets are coming in, dude. Like straight at him. Yeah. And he like he waves it, and they pull up, but they shot a missile off. Yeah. And they freaked out, man. And it blows up behind him, and then it somehow like launches him like all the way into the water. Yeah. Which he's, Sean he's Connery not near water. No, which is, he's not. But Sean Connery knows where he was going to. Because you see the scene right before that, Sean Connery's just running down the bank before any of this stuff is blown up, by the way. Yeah. And he saves Nick Cage from, like, drowning in the water, which I don't make... I don't don't understand that Mm -hmm. at all. And then... That's I mean that's kind of it. Like, they (laughs) they talk about... That's it. They talk (laughs) about, um, like, him... He's, like, thanking him, and he's like... And he was like, I wanted, like, your son... Or your child to have a father. Yeah. And everything. And then he gives him... So... We totally forgot about this because oh, it's a no, very we're doing so bad. it's a very small subplot. But yeah. at some point in the film, 
uh, Mason at some point before we... Oh, Jesus, that scared me. Oh, oh Chomper, gosh, do you have any thoughts on The Rock? Thank wow. you. That he was, always has thoughts. So at some point in the film, there or in the movie, there was there was a subplot where the FBI director was talking to Mason. Mason stole a bunch of microfilm. That's yeah. like super He's secret, like covert, like stuff that the FBI had, and they don't. Like he's took it, but he has no idea what they're talking about. He plays it off like that. Yeah, but he's he's a uh, the reason he's in prison is because he's a uh, like a Secret Service for SAS for the SAS. Her for, Majesty's the Queen. Yeah, Her Majesty's Secret Service, which I really like. They did that because James Bond. I know they did it. Bam. Wait. Okay. Just wait. Okay. So you, is this a a sequel to James Bond? You're no. Thinking? Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hold on, okay. We're, I'm getting so, ahead of myself. Yeah, so, hold on. So me, the microfilm. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. So they. They were just pretty much saying how he was hired to like get all the secrets from America and stuff like that. So he knows everything bad that has happened in America, like all the cover ups, all the, all the, you know. Can, but he, God. but to them, to them, they have, or to them, to, he said, he plays it off like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, I'm, this is, bull. me and you are both having a yeah, we're, right there. And so, and so it. when they're, when at the end, when, um, he's on the, He's on like the he's on the rock with Nick and he's talking like about it. He's like he writes down a location of where the microfilm is, and then uh, he goes away. And Stanley's like he va- he died. He was vaporized. Uh, yeah, in he's like the covering up for him because yeah. the, the guy that hates him so much. The I don't Womack his was his name. Womack, the guy that like may, was responsible for him being in prison without a trial, which we didn't mention either. But. <laughs> But he's in prison without a trial until he gave up his secrets. Never gave up his secrets, so he's always in prison. Uh, he wants them back because he knows he's an escape artist. Yeah. But they cover up. For they him. play. They said that he's dead, and then it cuts to Nick Cage in like some church somewhere, and he gets like the the directions was like Saint Michael's Church and pew the, left leg or something. Yeah, yeah. And he grabs like he steals the pew leg and he pulls out this microfilm. And as they're driving away, he's like he's like, oh, do you do you want to know who really killed JFK? Yeah. I have some notes about that. Do you? Uh, no, 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 I don't. I want to hear this. And so that's this. the end of the movie. And then it's dedicated to Don Simpson, who I said earlier died during production. But let's see. Which hear. then the movie gives me real Raising Arizona vibes just because. The driving away and everything. Driving away and he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. And a hat. I was like, and the and hat, a hat. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, that's Raising Arizona right there. But the Nick verse. Yeah, Nick verse. But he's driving away in the just married. They just got married and they're on their honeymoon, obviously. But this is where it gets crazy, Jackson. They're driving away, and you think maybe this is going somewhere. And he goes, honey, do you want to know who really killed JFK? Bam, prequel to National uh, Treasure. Oh, no. Hmm. Prequel to National Treasure. This is what started Nick Cage's adventure to discovering all the secrets of America. Okay, well. Oh, wow. That's a good one, huh? Technically, in National Treasure canon. It was his dad who did that? No, I don't care. This is much better. Okay. This is much better. This right. is a prequel to National Treasure. Let's hear what you have to say about Sean Connery and the Secret Service. The Rock is Sean Connery's real final 007 movie. Mm. After appearing... So, a little background. After appearing in seven James Bond films as the titular 007, uh, it has been theorized that Sean Connery got one more run in the movie The Rock. And following the release of the movie, a rumor sprung up concerning Connery and his lengthy Bond past, quite possibly trailing him in previously mentioned movie. So let me go find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, just talking about like the background and everything. And Screen Rant is the website I'm using. Okay, so here's the theory. 
So the theory that Sean Connery is a much older James Bond in The Rock is a persistent one that fans have worked to either confirm or debunk for years. There are some subtle details, especially in regards to this timeline between this film and his last canon performance as 007 in Diamonds Are Forever, which was in 1971. The non-canon Never See You Again film he made in 1983 doesn't count. Okay. It was made by a separate studio that did not f- uh, fully own James Bond, technically. Okay. okay. So 1971 to 1996 that's when the rock came out and then his last canon appearance uh happened and he spent 30 years in prison Mm -hmm. as well as when taking into account the subject matter of the movie is in question the theory while out there does make some compelling arguments first and foremost the timeline of events line up pretty well in the rock it was noted that mason was captured and sent to alcatraz in 1962 for his crimes uh, escaping a year later in 1963 and dr no the film in which he made his big screen debut was released in 62 leading to speculation that it could have escaped and returned to Britain to become the James Bond we know and love. His tenure in the franchise coming to an end in 71 uh, can be constructed as the time he was recaptured by the United States, as was implied in the film. Wow. Aside from the explainable... i t- this. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. cool. Aside from the explainable <laughs> timeline, uh, a lot of character traits are similar between both uh, James Bond and John Mason. Both claim to have been trained by the very best in British intelligence, Despite that, in The Rock, neither the United States nor Britain have any idea who he is. Uh, This has been cited by many as a way for the MI6 to cover up ever having known who he was following his capture. This bit of information also supports the often debated codename theory, which uh, is that James Bond is a codename. It's not the actual person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the new 007, which he takes on the mantle of James mm. Bond. Also worth noting, although far less concrete, is the analysis of his personality. The way he carries himself and speaks can easily be described as James Bond-esque. His cool delivery of the iconic, but of course you are line, made famous in Diamonds Are Forever, was also in this movie when he first meets Stanley Goodspeed in the interrogation yeah. cell. He says, of course you are. Uh, uh, this evidence coupled with an interview in which he... Jokingly, Connery joked about the film giving him one last chance to play James Bond. Something nearly seen in 2002's Dying of the Day only added fuel to the growing fire. There are some problems, though. Uh, one of the biggest problems uh, with it has to do with another fan theory that James Bond has a code name. Uh, for years, fans have debated that the name is simply a cover, and there isn't actually a man with the name James Bond. Time and time again, it has been debunked thanks to evidence such as Daniel Craig's version of the character having that name before joining MI6, for example. I didn't know that, actually. I didn't either. Much of this Mason Bond theory... Oh, because theory they called him James in Skyfall a lot. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's mean. a kid there. Yeah. Oh, damn. That's kind of annoying. Yeah. Uh, to further d- diminish the likelihood <coughs> of this scenario, the timeline only really works on paper. For Mason to have been taken in 62 and escaped in 63 checks out. However, his recapture is where things become a bit sketchy. Uh, obviously, Bond was in operation until the early 70s, nearly a decade after he became 007. However, in The Rock... It is never explicitly stated when Mason was recaptured by the U.S. It is only said a few years went by before he was back in custody. This clearly also ignores his unofficial 1983 return. Well, that obviously doesn't count. Uh, The Rock, as it stands in its objectively fine action flick... uh, Oh, The Rock, as it stands, is an objectively fine action flick. Michael Bay delivers his usual style, not exactly reinventing the wheel... Uh, (laughs) those who have seen it generally enjoy the experience however few go out of their way to check it out especially as it falls further and further into the past that's criminal one of the (laughs) things that keep people coming back to though uh, is the speculated James Bond connection it can be rationalized to have 
The parallels have been written off as the creators having some fun with the fans, but at the end of the day, their choices improved the film itself. Uh, attaching Sean Connery isn't a big enough deal as it is. Uh, and this just... Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the theory I'm going to go with, Jackson. I think this movie is a sequel to the James Bond movie starring Sean Connery and a prequel to Nick Cage's National Treasure. James Bond, yes. Nick Cage, National Treasure. Come on. I don't think so. Give it to me, Jackson. Why would he completely change his name? Uh, Huh? He... In the movie, he's not named in National Treasure. He's not named Stanley Goodspeed. Well, he's a he's on the like lamb from the entire U.S. government. He's got to change his name up. But okay, but if give it to me, Jackson. I don't I don't know about Come that. Come on, one. man. I don't know. I don't I don't think so. This would make this movie a lot more fun. It already is super fun because we're watching James Bond in his final role. And, and then think about this. And Nick okay, Cage in his think about this. Role. Not only. Is this like the final movie where you see him as James Bond? This is one of his final movies ever. Yeah. And he walks off as like, you know, whatever happens to James Bond. Well, Last Crusade was... What's your name? Thank you. <laughs> last Crusade was, I thought, his one of his last movies. Last Crusade was in 89. Really? His last movie, movie was in 2012. Last Crusade shot much more like clean and stuff. Well, you've probably like seen like the... Re-edited like, yeah. versions. But yeah. let me... Oh, gosh. Where's Sean Connery? Hold on. Ah, okay. His last movie was in 2012. Really? Uh, and before that, he was, uh, in an, he was a narrator for a 2007 TV movie. He was in a video game called From Russia With Love as James Bond. He was in uh, a 2003 movie, a 2000 movie, Entrapment, the one I talked about earlier. Uh, playing by heart. What the was Avengers. the last movie? That's what I'm interested in. 2012. Oh, it was a movie called Sir Billy. Uh, it has a 3.5 on IMDb where he's he plays the title character. It's a Scottish like animated movie, and it's super like unknown and stuff like that. Like that's hmm. the movie poster. He's huh. the main guy. Yeah. It's really it's a it's a bizarre movie to like have his career end with. It's super interesting. Yeah. But The Rock, I don't know, was the Avengers. Yeah, The Rock is probably like the last like big movie he was in besides I don't know, it looks like Entrapment was like What about uh what about the movie it's kind of like the superhero movie? When was that released? The Avengers? No, not The Avengers. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yeah. 2003. Ooh, bad reviews. No, it's not good, but panned by critics. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Now, the Rock technically would probably be like his 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 most recent big success. Yeah. Okay. I and it's also that. the seventh or eighth movie he's been in uh, as James Bond. <laughs> seventh canonically, canon Nick. canonically, 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 canonically. There, it is. there, there it's, yeah, I'm that's sorry. it. Yeah, the the seventh movie canonically. We don't talk about eighteen eighty three. No, we don't. Anything from that time period mm-hmm. as out the door. But what do you think, Jackson? I think this was a good movie to do our second week of Nick Cage November. Oh, I love this movie. I'm happy to do this movie. Yeah. This is a great movie. It's good. It's good. I'll give it that. Michael Bay, you get a pass on this one. Wow. What are your thoughts on the first three Transformers? Uh, you know, I was a kid, and I really liked them. And then I revisited them. And, man, as much as I like Shia LaBeouf, I can't stand it, dude. I can't stand any Transformer movies. The first three movies, you you look upset by that. I like the first 
Yeah, they're awesome. Mm. The first three are awesome. Mm. The first one is awesome. I like the first three a lot. I like the first three, but I think nothing will top the first one. And then you brought Mark Wahlberg into it. I don't. I hate those. Bad those bad. are terrible. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I just I can't stand it. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't like anything about them, honestly. What are your thoughts on? Let me look up Michael Bay. I want to find a couple movies. About I don't it. like Bad Boys. Have you ever even seen it? Yes, I've seen Bad Boys, Jackson. All right, all right. I haven't seen Bad Boys 2. Oh, guess what he's producing? What? A Quiet Place 2. He was also a producer on Bumblebee, which was good. He Bumblebee was, he was, producer, was good. He was a producer on the original Quiet Place. Should I do director? Should I do Yeah, it? director. Okay, director credit. Producer's different. Six Underground. Oh, 13 Hours. I totally forgot he made 13 Hours. 13 Hours. Benghazi. John Krasinski. That movie's awesome. I don't remember that. Pain and Gain. He did Pain and Gain? Yeah. Oh, no. I like Pain and Gain. Pearl Harbor? Oh. I hate Pearl Harbor. I love Pearl Harbor. I hate the Pearl historic Harbor's event so Pearl good. Harbor, and I hate the movie Pearl Harbor. Armageddon? Oh, dang it. Dang it. Armageddon's awesome. God, dang it. It's it's so Michael Bay that I have to like it because oh. it's so ridiculous in its plot. Oh, it's the it's, best movie ever. It's so ridiculous. I love oh, that movie is so good. Oh, There's man. so many great 90s movies that like people <laughs> just don't talk about. They're just hamming it up the whole time. He also directed a music video for your favorite band, Aerosmith. Mm, that's awesome. I, oh, I he also love di- Aerosmith. Did he get his start in music? He did. He got his start in music videos. I he bet. directed music videos for Tina Turner, Lionel Richie, Wilson Phillips, Meatloaf, like a bunch of Meatloaf. And I then know. his first movie was his <laughs> first like Meatloaf. <laughs> his first movie was Bad Boys. And then his second movie was The Rock. Dude, oh man. I don't like He was just warmed up. Yeah, he <laughs> Dude, all of his movies are shot like music videos. This makes so much sense to me now. That's yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that he started with uh with um music videos. Did he do Blade? I thought he did one of the Blades, like Blade oh, 3. I don't, I don't think he did do Blade. Oh, he's got four upcoming movies. Robopocalypse. Wow, that sounds good. A sci-fi story set in the aftermath of a robot uprising. Okay. <laughs> he can't get away from robot. <gasps> Robert Pattinson was going to be the lead, but no. it's Chris Hemsworth, apparently. No! And Anne Hathaway? Good, Robert Pattinson. Stay Steven. away from Michael Bay at all oh, costs. Wait, okay, so yeah... Uh, I don't. That's so weird. I've never. I haven't heard anything about this movie. Robo Apocalypse. Yeah, apparently Steven Spielberg's producing it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. This movie looks so interesting. I, uh, I want to hear more about this. Uh, He's also making Black Five, but there's nothing known about that. That sounds racist. <laughs> Time Salvager and something called Lobo. Lobo. Oh, this is the this is the cover for Lobo. Lobo doesn't look very good. Is he a comic book? No, I don't know. Yeah, Michael Bay, your favorite director, has made some good ones. And you were just exposed for liking a lot of his movies. So I you d- can't I do like Pain and Gain, and I like Armageddon. Not because Armageddon is good in its own special way. It is the craziest plot I've ever heard Armageddon of. is like, is literally Nick Cage, a Nick Cage movie without Nick Cage. I know, that's if pretty much If he was in that movie, like. it would have been the greatest movie ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God, dude, that would have been amazing, actually. Yeah, if he was like, awesome. who who could he have been? He should have been the son. <laughs> yeah. <Just laughs> dude, that, he's not even like, like, you know, he would have been age like, appropriate yeah, he been for like, it. He's like mid to late 30s, <laughs> supposed to play like a 20 something year old Ben Affleck. <laughs> I would have loved that, dude. That oh, that would have been amazing. Now, I really want to see that now. Yeah, yeah, that would have been great. 
Nick Cage just should have been in every movie ever made. Nick Cage in the Transformers movies would have saved him. He could have voiced Optimus Prime. Dude, that would have been good. That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> What's a quote from Optimus Prime? I'll kill you. Give me your no, face. <laughs> no, we went over that. That's not a real line. Give me your face is a real line. It is. They just played it a bunch over a, different, a bunch of different scenes. But on the pyramid scene, he goes, I'll kill you. Give me your face. And he rips his face off. I don't think so. He does. He says that. Optimus Prime quotes, give me your face. I'll kill you. He, they make him extraordinarily mean. I, don't, I want to find an Optimus Prime quote. Like dude. A good one. Okay. This is ridiculous. You're going to look it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. We're both looking it up. If there's dead well, silence... Well, I just looked up I just looked up an Optimus Prime quote. Okay, then say it as Nick Cage. Okay. I don't I mean, I don't like being put on the spot to do yeah. this cuz then I get pressured. No. But this is pretty simple. He's like, "Sam, I owe you my life. <laughs> we are in your debt." <laughs> that was kind of oh, no. kind of iffy. I could I could get it. I could get it. You look very Dawson yep. today. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I'm in the chair and everything. Like me. So all I need is like a bandana unnecessarily on my forehead. Yeah, second live action movie, Transformers. Uh, <laughs> he tears the fallen's face off, but just before he says it, he says, "Give me your face." Oh, in the second. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're, right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Give me your face. Why would he say that? Well, I don't know. But this isn't Michael Bay is not what we're talking about. Jackson, what's Cage our runtime? What's uh, our runtime? Uh, uh, hour and twenty-five. Jesus, what happened? We got off track a couple times. Yeah, we and then ranting. I had to I had to say Nick Cage lines a lot in his voice. Yeah, it was just a lot. Well, we're sorry for this long one, but uh, hopefully you've seen The Rock, and if not, go watch The Rock. It's actually not terrible, and it's that's amazing. coming from a guy that does not like Michael Bay that much. So, except for like his three biggest movies. Mm, Transformers 1 through 3, I don't like. <laughs> Armageddon, Pain and Gain, The Rock, Transformers 1. I don't like Transformers. You don't even like the first one? No, no, no. That is so not true. You it's said true. you liked the it's first true. one. I did like the first one when I was a little kid and didn't know what the hell I was watching. I did. I did. I watched all the Transformers movies when 4 came out. <laughs> that was... A uh, the, I, don't, I don't even count that one. No, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> but anyways... Thank y'all for listening to this long, drawn-out rambling of two white males. Huh? Okay, all right. (laughs) Gosh, here we go. But Jackson has unfortunately cussed enough to make us not be a podcast. You swore, though. I did swear, but you made me read a line that had swearing in it. But so you that's can not you can read. Fair. I didn't make you do anything. I, I just said, could you I was read this character. as Sean? I was in character. I'm just saying. You just didn't have to swear, but you did. No, I did. I did. And that's, that's but not the, good. Well, does that mean if we both did it, the cancellation offsets? Yeah, but you did it like three times. I don't remember. You don't remember. You're Where's just the proof? Foul mouth. Yeah, the proof is right here, Jackson. I'm going to cut it. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, as always, thank y'all for listening, and thank y'all for joining us for Nick Cage November. What movie are we going to do next? I don't know. We're not going to talk about that here, Jackson, (laughs) because we're going to go on for another 30 minutes. Yeah, probably. You're going to be surprised by next one, and so are we. So, (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to find out, and it's not going to be a good one. I'm I'm already I made my mind up. It's going to be a bad Nick Cage movie, so join us for, for one of the one of the many wild rides that Nick Cage can deliver in his career. 
Are you excited, Jackson? Are you excited? Are you having a good time in I'm this November month? I, I'm having such a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jackson. This is my favorite time of the year. I think it's about time to sign off and give these people a break from our lovely voices. Probably. But uh, if you have any complaints about the show, you know where to find me. We don't have to go over that. But um, I will fight you. Jackson, our friend Dawson. Arthur Jackson. Why'd you do it uh, in the, the Sean you, Connery voice? Free, I, I got confused you, there. I freaked you out. You got conf- I got confused Gosh, there. Gosh, Jackson, what a way to end it. I'm sorry. Just have fun with Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I hope he's proud of us, Jackson, wherever he is, if he's off roaming the galaxy, if he's off cutting off demonic biker heads in his spare time. I, wherever you are, Nick Cage, we're here for you. Carla was the prom queen. Oh, God. (laughs) With that note, we'll see y'all next week on another episode of... Spill Your Beans. There you go, Nick Cage.